Welcome to episode 71 of Coffee Pods and Wads, the third and final part of the Find a Whey series, sponsored by Whey, a stomach gentle protein, now with vegan options uh, to help you age your recovery. You can use the code COFFEEPODS for 25% off site-wide as well, and they've also started doing liquid chalk, which might come in handy now that we're all either training at home or else we need our own chalk, because Rona. Uh, along with Wade, the show is sponsored every week by Rain, Ollie Clothing, Burbox Coaching Development and the Gymnastics Program. Uh, you can go to coffeepodsandwads.com for more info on everything from sponsors to Patreon support, the email list. I've got a YouTube up and running as well. Um, I'm coming up on 2,000 subscriptions now, so it'd be great if you could help me get there. Just another 1,951 to go. <laughs> this week's guest is Conor O'Keefe. Uh, he's an endurance athlete, an ultramarathon runner, um, a West Cork coffee enthusiast. He's an enthusiasm enthusiast. Um, he's a recent returnee from a hiking trip around the high, highest peaks in Ireland. And he's a motivational speaker, an adventurer, and a cold showerer. Uh, enjoy, listen, share, and tag. Thanks for doing this, Connor. I really appreciate it. Um, I think you're someone that I kind of cottoned on to on social media through Mike Russell and West Cork Coffee. I kept seeing like stuff being shared or you know, like different little posts. And then you kind of, you know, like you kind of click in and be like, oh, who's, who's this? Who's the fuck? And then, here? yeah, and at the start I was like, geez, he's a really fucking positive guy, isn't he? And it's like, oh, he likes to run. <laughs> he likes to do a bit of running. Yeah. He likes to do a bit of positive talking. Yeah. Um, serious positivity though. We'll get on to that a little bit later on. But like, I suppose I happen to know because you're pretty uh, shouty from the rooftopy about it, um, mm. that you're a big fan of West Cork Coffee. Huge um, West Cork coffee, yeah. Was that a local thing, or how did you end up liking that so much? Actually, right. Um, I I ran I ran a two hundred mile ultramarathon in twenty nineteen, right. And after that, I like I never really was very public. Well, I was a bit, but not so much as I am now. But I was a bit like I was never really public in the in the preparations for the training for this two hundred miler. Mm. I I put up bits and pieces here and there. Um, but after I came back and I actually won the 200 miler, uh, something that I never expected to happen, I just wrote some blog posts about basically how I treated myself like shit for years in my mind and in my body. And um, it made me fucking depressed Um, maybe not want to live my life anymore. And how I basically dragged myself out of that. And I was kind of on the road to discovering, I suppose, what I was really supposed to be doing, which was mm. pushing my limits, ultra marathons, um, you know, adventure, I suppose, you know, of the mind and of the world, you know. Mm. I put those out and um, Tony, the owner of West Cork Coffee, read my blog post and said, that's fucking class. Uh, would you come down to the roastery one day and I'll show you around, love to show you around, love to show you the roasting process because I was a fan of coffee before then. Mm. and he was like i was like yeah absolutely so i actually went down there with a guy called shane finn i don't know if you know him i've heard of him yeah yeah he's he's another um uh, like endurance athlete as well he's from kerry and i was on his podcast actually that day and i saw me and him went down to tony's place and there is tony right where like the way i speak about um i suppose positive mental imaging and like the way i speak about ultramarathon that's the way this man speaks about coffee like he Mm. just He'll make you passionate about coffee. If you don't, if you don't even like coffee, if you're a, 
if you're an old scoop of Azira into a mug type of guy, like he'll make you fucking drop all that shit and get yourself like a, an espresso machine, like that mm. you installed in your house, like you know. And um, so I just started talking to him, loved his energy, loved his enthusiasm straight away, and then loved the coffee and just like i was drinking coffee and i was like i just i don't think i've drank coffee like that before it was just like because i was drinking it with milk all the time anyway you know what I mean but it was just black straight black down there and i was drinking and i was like this is just this is just superb it's like i don't you know, i've never tasted coffee like this and he's just like that that's the way that coffee's actually supposed to taste it's, they're supposed to be like different notes it's like a red wine. I don't know if you drink mm. red wine, Pete. Like, you know, like it's like, no, I haven't drank in a long time, but I remember drinking wine. You'd have different flavors. Mm. And you know, like coffee's not just coffee. You know, it has its own, it has its own imprint, its own trademark. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think people get used to that, like kind of coffee cake taste of coffee. You know, that like artificially, yeah. yeah. That yeah. generic bullshit, like Legoland fucking chocolatey fucking Legoland. bullshit. I yeah. don't like that. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, I just don't, and, and that's why, and you know what, he's actually fucked up coffee for me, because <laughs> I can't get a coffee in a restaurant anymore, no, I'm just like, I like I go in there, and I look at, I look in the waiter's eye, and I go, and I say, how's the coffee here? And he's like, yeah, it's good, yeah, I'll have a tea. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. If he's not, say, oh, we have a beautiful Ethiopian, or blah, 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 if he's not like that about it straight away, I'm having tea, yeah, you know it's going to be that uh, Ilya or one of those, and it's just like, yeah, no, it's grand. I'll just have water there. Um, yeah, I love hearing about guests' uh, coffee memories. Mm. Um, so, th- like in this, the intention of this was to start off as like that kind of story where it's like, oh, I had a coffee in fucking Nicaragua once that you know was you know roasted by a group of virgin men or whatever, but yeah, yeah. it quickly became like. Oh, is there anywhere you've been or anyone you've been with or, you know, like any piece of news you've received around coffee that sticks in your head or anything? Is there anything that stands out for you? Do you know what? What I associate my the beginning of my relationship with coffee was beginning college. Right. And I remember because my brother was in college with me at the same time. He was he was a couple of years ahead of me in college. And um, I remember like the first like day or maybe the first week he was like, uh, do you want a coffee? And I'm like. I've never really drank coffee before. And he goes, you're in college now, you drink coffee. That's what we do. That's what we do. If we're, we're not studying or doing any of the fucking bullshit lectures stuff, we're drinking coffee. And I say, you're in college now, you take heroin. That's it. <laughs> you're in college now, pull that fucking arm up, get that belt off. <laughs> we're going for it. You know what I mean? So, um, how, like, di- how differently your life could have turned out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're in college now, we take bumps of cocaine every fucking 15 minutes. So yeah. it was like, yeah, I, I basically I got a coffee inside the student center and tried to know it was good, bad, or indifferent. But uh, it, it it was just it just became part of my life then. So I always just I always just associate how I started drinking coffee with my brother going, "You're in college, nobody you drink coffee. That's it." You know. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and in terms of like a, a a specific memory with coffee and all that kind of stuff, I've had times where I've had coffees during ultras and they've literally like revitalized my life, like you know. Um, but I think it's just I think what having a coffee during an ultra marathon does for me is brings me back into my sitting room. You know, it brings me back into my kitchen. Like I'm t- 120 miles into this run. I'm broken in half. I'm in pieces. It's piss and rain. But I take a sip of coffee and I'm like, oh, this is what we do in the morning time when we, yeah, yeah. you know, and it kind of brings me back to that. So 
coffee for me is just like it's a ritual like you know yeah yeah um you've mentioned a couple of times like i knew you ran and i knew you liked to run there's a bit of the gumps about you um mm. i didn't know you ran a 200 mile ultra race until earlier on like in the week when i was looking you up and stuff like yeah. so that it was a race that wasn't finished nobody had finished it for three years mm. and then you're only the second person ever to finish it under uh 60 hours and you're the youngest person to finish the race and you won the race yeah like you talk a lot on your blogs and different stuff and not like on social media and that about like taking the first step and like you know that it's just one step and one foot in front of the other like what was was there a catalyst that made you think like oh there's a 200 like most people are like oh couch to 5k you were like oh 200 mile ultra marathon i'll do that yeah like when i talk about this bike like it it kind of makes me seem like i'm different to other people but i'm actually like i was just literally like a normal 20 odd year old dude and then it literally and, and and just like anything it's like um like i'm not um very savvy on the crossfit circuit like you mm. would like there's probably lads that do mad shit um in that sport that like probably just see themselves as just an everyday kind of guy that mm. likes doing this shit and that's the way that i feel about this the 200 mile marathon is like anything else in my life it just came out of absolutely fucking nowhere it was like left field i i what what happened was i ran my first marathon in 2018 right and seven weeks later i decided with, with a buddy of mine that i was going to run 100 miles in the connemara 100 right and so we went up there with seven weeks training like you know and um got what up do you, what do you do in those seven weeks though because like surely if you've ran what's a marathon 40 no 42 kilometers or something is it uh, a, a marathon marathon's yeah. 42k yeah so and this is 162k so how do you how do you bridge the gap between the two of those without just running the fucking legs off like doing damage to yourself in the lead up to it that's kind of what we were doing <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were just let's just do some damage you know like basically yeah. it was like we just need to kind of run until it's run like the thing about running is it's the same as with let's say now you take six weeks off crossfit let's say mm. you do one session that you'd have breezed through beforehand and you wake up the next morning and you're fucking yeah, yeah. nearly carried out to your car you know like it, that's the way that running is but over a longer period so like you're running you're kind of sore for a lot of it and then there's just one day where you'll do 25k and you wake up and you're not in pain mm. and that's that's like your body is conditioned like so mm. there's like fitness endurance and then conditioning and conditioning is like your body knows what to do now it's like yeah oh yeah you're running 25k i know exactly what to do now we need to bring blood here we need to do all this stuff here and then it, it just it gets better at repairing itself mm. so i suppose we wanted to get into that state where yeah. like we could run 30k and then wake up the next day and not be broken up but i don't think either of us actually achieved that <laughs> actually beforehand like we were both broken up after those runs you know but we to be honest with you like i i took a very laid back approach to to even the 100 miler i had this like weird like uh absolutely foundationless confidence <laughs> that i was actually going to be able to do it like you know yeah and so I, I i i ran but like i was still like oh, the week before my first hundred mile race i was out slugging pints of murphy's and and smoking cigarettes and 
like thinking that now I'm like that's fucking madness like you know and and, and it kind of does give me a bit of fuel so sometimes as well because it's like Connor you're able to finish a hundred mile run like drinking pints and smoking fags on the way up mm. in, in the in the lead up think about what you're doing now when like literally your whole life is just focused on 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 bettering your your physical state like you know mm. but man when we arrived up like we were as good as laughed out of there like like <laughs> as it, like it's like like imagine now these boys that like literally like you'd barely see them pick up a box of popcorn in the cinema rolls up into a crossfit competition and you're like fucking story with the boys like you know what i mean they're 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 not going to do anything that's exactly what the boys were like with us like you know what i mean and they were they actually said to us after 27 miles they said look lads if you are going to drop out would you fucking do it early so that we're not here all night for you you know and i was like I was like, boys, like, as I was even saying it to myself, because, like, I had come from a, a, a background of Thai boxing, you know, and, like, so I'd been through some tough fights, tough training camps, tough weight cuts. Like, I'd been mentally dragged through the thorns already. So I was like, I might not have it physically the way that these other people that are running this fucking road have it, but I have it upstairs, you know what I mean, when, when push comes to shove. And... um. I was saying to him, like, don't you fucking worry about me. I'll finish. I'll finish. Like, you know what I mean? And they were just kind of like, oh, yeah. You know, they probably heard that 50 times before. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. So we did finish the fucking thing. You know what I mean? And like, that was the that was the most astounding thing of the whole thing is we both fucking finished this. Like, you know, and um, still to this day, man, I don't think I've actually reached pain like that. Like, <laughs> like really and truly, like, as in when I crossed over the line, like it was like, oh, my God. And then ah, 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 <laughs> everything started locking up. I actually passed out from the pain, like because I was actually in like I, I I couldn't stand, I couldn't sit down, I couldn't like sitting down hurt my back and hurt my because my back was spasming for the last like 20 odd miles of it. Like it was like re bad, so bad that like you know, I don't know if you know yoga, but I had to get into child's pose at like mile 85 and nearly cry, like and like it was it was excruciating pain like you know i don't think anybody that was looking at me ra- running the race would have would have batted an eyelid if i dropped out do you know what i mean because mm. it was just i was in, sc- in excruciating pain like for that would put most people off rather than saying like oh here i'll do double it yeah 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 it, yeah <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's exactly what like that's exactly what my friend thought as well when i when i announced it like that i was going to run 200 miles my buddy that had came to like crew me, like, you know, he was like helping me out, like, you know, making sure that I was eating and that I wasn't dying and stuff. And he rang me like three weeks after I had announced that I was going to run this 200 mile race. And he was like, Connor, like, don't do it. Like, you know, like, as in, I saw you after a hundred miles, like you, 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 you're, you can't run double that, like double that. you know what i mean it's not like 120 miles it's a mm. double it's when you finish 100 miles like that's the fucking fucked up mental aspect of it is when you cross over the 100 mile mark you're halfway you know it's like <laughs> oh sorry okay so now we just have to do that again just turn around and go back now we just we just, all we have to do now is do that again and then we're fine <laughs> you know it's like so yeah like it it presented different mental challenges but like when i when i talked to him i was like uh, i was like uh so like like you know you're 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 saying you you know you've seen me after 100 miles and you can't imagine me after 200 miles. Well, that's kind of good because at least you think that I'm going to finish. You know what I mean? So, I'm yeah, like, yeah. so I was like, I'm just going to go and do it. Like you know what I mean? The worst thing that could happen is I don't finish. You know? 
I'd say his reaction, like, well, at least you think I can finish it. He's like, that's not the takeaway point for this <laughs> no, phone call. <laughs> no, like, I don't know if you're a fan of The Simpsons. You know, when he, when Mr. Burns goes to the doctors, he's like, you have every possible <laughs> disease. And he's like, oh, pushing all the diseases through the door. And he's like, so I'm indestructible? No, a, a slight breeze would kill you. <laughs> that's what I was hearing. Like, I was Mr. Burns in that situation. Yeah, I love that. Um <clears throat> I usually ask people like what podcast they listen to. But I suppose mm. we've got a, a unique scenario here where like you've just recorded the first episode of your own podcast, which is as yet unreleased. Um, mm. like how did the decision to do that come about and how did it feel actually hitting stop after recording it? Ooh, um, that's a good question. How it came about was people were actually asking me to make a podcast with ages and I just never thought of it for myself, you know what I mean? I just said, I said, that's kind of like, that's a different period in time. For me. Cool people do that. That's for cool yeah. people. Only super cool people host podcasts and that's it. Like, and I was like, I'm not cool enough. I wear an Etnies hat. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I'm not su- super cool. But like, yeah. basically. Join the club, man. <laughs> you know, you know, I was like, fuck it. I'm not cool enough to do it. I, I, I just, I don't know why I put it off. To be honest, I don't know, was it like, um, like I'm still trying to think through that now. I'm like, why did I put it off for so long when I'm enjoying the process so much now? Because mm. you know? like, I am really, really enjoying just putting my thoughts out there. Like, you know, so I've recorded, I've recorded four episodes, like, and um, I've, I haven't released any yet. <laughs> I get like, you know, a graphic and all this kind of stuff done up. It's all little, little things that need to be done. But um, I'm going to record one more episode and then it's just absolutely going forward. This is, I'm just trying to get uh, everything set up for me to release it. Like, you know, Um, and it felt finishing recording number one. I thought, I thought that I would record like five to get one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like I'd I'd be like, oh Jesus, no, that was kind of shit or blah, blah, or I didn't mention this. But I just literally just talked and kind of kept myself on track. I wrote down a couple of words, you know, like the thing, and I didn't even look at the sheet. It was like enough to write it down for me that I had mm. it in my head as the the way I wanted to go about it. And um there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that feeling of flow though, where you just start like typing or writing or talking or something. And then you're like halfway through and you're like, man, I'm fucking nailing this. It's like I don't even care if nobody gets any value out of it. I'm saying exactly what I wanted to say. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is I, I wanted actually those two things to tie in that I yeah. never wanted to sacrifice one for the other. I wanted to be true to myself in what I wanted to say. And then I also wanted people to really like take something away from it, whether it be empowerment or whether it be a thought about their own life or something like that, you know, because mm. um, I don't claim to literally know anything. You know, I don't claim to be like a psychologist or any type of thing like that whatsoever i just literally all i'm talking about is my own life experience and how i've how i've basically uh brought that about to think a bit more positively about myself and about my life yeah i had a guest on today's episode actually and he was like he'd be you know i i'd put a lot of weight in his opinion on stuff and he was like uh we're talking about podcasts and and like recording podcasts and how i got into it and stuff like before we actually start recording the episode 
and he was like, no, it's going really well. Like he was like, geez, you got, you've had some great guests. Like I'm just looking at your roster here. You know, it's, you know, you're, it seems to have gone from strength to strength. And he was like, you know, like people say that if you want to be an expert at something you've got, and I stopped listening when he said, people say if you want to be an expert in something, cause I was like, he's not fucking talking about me. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like it's pure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pure, like in the dark, just being like, is this, is this yeah, where, is that what I'm supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. Man, um, we're all doing really like, yeah, I know, but I think like it, 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 you get that unique kind of feeling of passion. I think from stuff like that, like when you find your groove, like I'd say from from listening to you and from looking at stuff you put up in that. Obviously, your passion is that kind of side of things, that like empowerment thing, and that like positive thinking and helping other people get there and stuff. And I think you can see that passion, like, and it's I think the the natural uh, avenue for it to go down when I was looking at all your posts, especially recently, like during and just after lockdown, I was like, he's surely got to start a podcast. Like it's so fucking obvious that that's what he should be doing. Like it's yeah, right, yeah, it's yeah. right there in front of him. And he just seems to be like, eh, no, nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Climbing mountains. I've actually, I've never heard it actually kind of summed up so well, actually. To yeah. be honest with you. Cause like literally I was like, I'm, I'm there thinking like I'm talking this stuff on my phone. I'm like at 15 fucking seconds. You know, yeah, to get yeah. out. At, at, at a time you know and like people don't you know it's like you need to, you, like it's um what is it again it's like you have to put yourself in the mind state to listen so like mm. if you went about and actually went down to spotify and went to my podcast and flicked it onto the headphones you'd be in the mindset to listen to me longer but like when you're when you're watching stories you could be on the bus you could be on your lunch break you, know, you could be this that, and the other you, you might have five minutes there and you're just flicking through your phone and you're not going to get what i'm saying you know what i mean so yeah because even i know on yours like i'd i sometimes play a game so you you put like a little sentence or whatever on your on your stories while you're talking so there'd be like a almost like a takeaway point from what you're saying there'll be like yeah, a, a line yeah. at the bottom or whatever of text and i like to play a game where i watch it at work like you know on my break or whatever um, but I watch it with the sound off and I try and work out like, I wonder what he's talking about, like based off <laughs> just the sentences. So it's like, hold yourself accountable. And I'm like, oh, that could be literally anything. I'm not getting any clues from that. And then it'd be like, you know, something about exploring or something like, ah, it's still kind of vague. He's not really, I'm, he's not giving me any like firm signposts here. And then you say something ultra specific. I'm like, I got it. And then I go home yeah. that evening and I watch it back. And I'm like, oh no, it's way off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Pete. I love it. Um, have you have you any goals or any any like is it too early maybe to talk about like where you want the podcast to go or what you want to do with it is it literally just like get these five episodes out see what happens see where it leads or are you like okay well if i release these five episodes now then by whatever year date whatever i want to have this many episodes or i want to maybe talk to this person on an episode or i want to you know bring it to this level have you have you something in your head like um i really do you know what i do you know what i have i have get out episode one that's yeah. actually like because that's the way i've broken down i've looked so far ahead in my own life now i know like i get good feelings about it and i get good feelings about um a lot of the stuff that i want to do with, with with my life like you know as it's going forward now but to be honest with you i haven't looked past the release of the first episode um because i feel like um, I would be putting the cart before the horse, you know. I like to, like, I've recorded four episodes, right? But I like it's funny when you record four episodes and you haven't released one, so yeah. you don't know the reaction. 
or what people are asking for or what people need more information on. So I'm open to the possibility that I release episode one and I have to redo like all the other episodes because of what's happening, you know, so because, um, you know, you're, I'm living in this, I'm, I'm in this bubble of like, I'm actually in where I do it now. My microphone and shit is here. And like, I, I'm in this kind of bubble of, you think you would have connected the fucking microphone for this? Like, Oh, can I do that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's it's too late now. Yeah. I, I, (laughs) I, I don't know this stuff, but I'm like, one of the big things I think as well that kept me off doing podcast was I was just technologically inept. Yeah, yeah. You know? I was technologically just you figured out so quickly though. I remember I got like because I remember you put up a picture or a video or something of you with the fuck what are they called five twenty eight or five. I'm definitely five twenty eight creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah And uh, I was like, you, you had said you were doing a podcast, I think, and then you were like, what day will I put it out? And I think the same day or a similar day, one of the days around that time, you put up a picture of you with like fucking four screens, a microphone, someone videoing you. And I just replied to the other story and I was like, please not on Wednesdays. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw your setup and I was like, he's going to just piss all over my fire here. I was like, just any other day on Wednesday. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I wouldn't do yeah, Wednesday yeah. anyway. Just it wouldn't be the, the best to do. No, like yeah. I, I, the thing is, people are like, just put it out whenever you want. And I'm like, it's not, I'm not like asking for fucking validation from you when yeah. I'm like, you know, let the, the, me know the one it. thing I was told was always put it out the same day and the same time. So like, mm. I always have mine out on a Wednesday, like midnight Irish time, Wednesday morning, so that if people are going to work on a Wednesday, they have it. And mm. then the Yanks and Aussies and whoever else up before me have it. So like when I wake up in the morning, it's, it's been listened to by people somewhere i don't know i could probably check if i wanted to but like i think that consistency i think it was blind boy said that on his one he was like always put it out on the same day same time never miss it like never miss a wednesday because you need to build up that like kind of uh routine or the culture of it that like oh wednesdays is the days that i listen to such and such or thursdays yeah. the day that i listen to connor or whatever um mm-hmm. whereas if you miss a wednesday or miss a thursday or whatever then they might go into it and be like, oh, I didn't put one up. I'll check back later. And then they'll forget to check back. Whereas if they consistently get it on a Wednesday, they'll consistently yeah, yeah, yeah. listen on a Wednesday. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think you, I think it'll be good. Like the, the great thing about it, it's so like podcasts are like, it's like Instagram. If you put up a picture now, nobody other than you knows how well or poorly that picture has done when it comes to likes. And it's Absolutely. the same with podcasts. There's literally no way for anyone to know how many people have listened to it unless you tell them. So yeah. I think that gives you a real like safety net of like, even if it's shit and only one person somewhere is listening to it and they like it, keep doing it. Cause you know, like, that's all so, that matters really. I've had this in my head where like, it's like, I don't have any like expectation really. Mm. Like you know, that, when you ask me the question, like, where do you see it coming? I see in, in the most vague way possible, I see myself being successful in this venture, like, you know, in, mm. in making the podcasts, in in um, in creating the environment for me to be an adventurer. Like, I, I see success in that. But to be honest with you, I'm just loving, like, the actual process of figuring out the equipment, figuring out the, the, the software and figuring out everything, and then 
finally putting all of these learned skills together to make these recordings and then even listening back you know just like kind of trying to put myself out of who I am and trying to put myself into somebody else it's um it's it's great like you know it's 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 um it's definitely a, a, like a, the creative um, side of me is really getting something out of this. Yeah. If you ever need any advice on recording or releasing that and ask someone who knows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, your, uh, your dad was an army man. Is that right? He was, yeah. He was a soldier for almost 40 years. And you, you're off out mountaineering and adventuring and you got maps and compasses and shit generally yeah. being explorey he must get a bit of a kick out of that does he he does yeah big time i'm actually toying with the idea of doing a night hike up in the galtys this evening would you believe um <laughs> which i can see i can see by your face you're gone like why why would yeah. you do why would you i, I, I release I, I release this episode on, fr- on next friday in memoriam yeah. <laughs> yeah. in memoriam of connor the guy who went for a night hike never seen never to be seen again yeah do you remember uh, that guy that was in the paper yeah <laughs> yeah he was in the paper once or twice um yeah that's uh that's that's like i i really do get a kick out of that like you know and like the 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 mindset or the mind state that I found myself in now is what I call maximum horribleness, right? Where I'm like, how like if I'm out for a night hike tonight, I'm like, how could this be more horrible? And I like I saw you last week like fucking yourself into bog holes in yeah. rivers and shit just for literally no reason. That 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 all is all part of this whole thing. It's like it's it's linked in with loads of different things, but it's part of like, it's, I suppose it's, it is toughening my mental uh, state, but it's what it is. It's, it's adding things to where like, you know, I'm like, I'm out on a sunny day and I'm like, it could be worse. I could be fucking head to toe and shit and like soaked to the bone and just being in a, like completely fucked up. So is that like, if you're doing a race, like I get that sometimes with workouts where it's like, well, no matter what happens here, it's not going to be as bad as that time that such and such happened. That's 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 a that's definitely in and around that way, but mm. it's it's framed in a different way. So I frame it in a way where I'm like, I could do it with this shit happening. I can do it with this fucking yeah, yeah. Like, lovely day, you know. I can mm. do it with all this shit going against me. I can do it now with with this beautiful day, yeah. you know. So it's like, um, you know, like literally now tonight. I, I I like I again. I'm trying to get used to the cold as well. I'm starting to like do a lot more cold training. So. Since the 24th of September, I haven't had a hot shower. I've been cold showers um, every day. And now I'm having, this is this is probably the one time where I'm going to say, don't fucking do this at home, children. <laughs> um, I, I, I do them, I have them in the dark, like pitch black. Um, and they're ice cold. And I kind of do it as gratitude training. But it's also like, it's also to the point where if I'm in a really tough spot at whatever time in my life, and I have a hot shower. I'm going to be like, this is fucking great. Like, this is class. Cause like I've, I've built up so many days now of cold showers. It's just become normality where it's like before having the cold shower would have been like, you know, you'd be thinking about it before you even get in. You'd be like, Oh Jesus fucking. And you're putting your hand on the water and you're, you know, you're fucking, you're, you're waiting to get in, you hop in, you you know, but now it's just like, boom, throw it on, dang, wash myself, whatever the case may be. But all these things are to add to my, I suppose, my repertoire of like mental tools. 
watch myself um, whatever the case may be it's like what other case would there be <laughs> Only yeah, watch, yeah, myself. watch myself and or shave my legs um, yeah, take care of some office admin you know the yeah, you know what I mean? yeah i'll actually get uh, recording a podcast in the corner <laughs> um, so it's kind of it's kind of like that um you know that king who poisoned himself a little bit every day so that he built up an immunity to the poison if he was ever poisoned oh really uh, yeah just i can't fucking it's some greek story or something yeah but, yeah it's like he took he took a he tiny bit of poison around. every day so that if someone ever poisoned him, he'd be like, ha, but I'm immune to it. But he poisoned himself because he took too much one day. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well didn't end very well. Hopefully I won't get a cold enough shower <laughs> that I freeze to death. And <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's like that's that's a, that's just the kind of I suppose the the all-encompassing part of this. Like today, I know. I did a disgusting workout that like someone from the CrossFit sphere probably would have found it okay. But like my body's not used to it. And it's like, my, I'm really fucking lanky. Like, you know, I'm really lanky. Like, that was your, your ball slams and stuff, was it? Yeah. All that shite that I was doing there. Like it was all like, it was rowing a hundred meters and then you do an exercise, then 200 meters, an exercise, 300 meters, an exercise, 400 meters, an exercise, 500 meters, an exercise. It's probably right up the, the whole CrossFit street. Like, you know what I mean? But, uh, like for me, I would prefer to do a four-hour hike with twenty-five kilos on my back, yeah, than to do those things. Like you know, because it just like it's my condition you were talking about, basically. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. It, like that's more on the fitness side than endurance. Like it's more mm. like short burst type, twenty minutes, thirty minutes stuff, you know. Mm. And then I was like, okay, well, we're gonna what we're gonna do is because I I heard that it was actually quite nice down in Myrtleville. I said, I'm going to go in for an old dip and I get into the water and I do a kind of minimum of 10 minutes. Get into the water just with the old, the, the, the shorts on, like, you know, but it's, again, it's like to build up that resistance now to cold and stuff like that because then when, then when like, it, it's not cold and, I'm, and I am have to do some horrible shit, it, I'll be like, well, look, at least it's not, you know, like at least mm. basically, like I've actually taken so much fucking shit I've already been through loads and loads of cold nights where my fingers were numb and all this kind of stuff. I can do this handy because it's warm. Um, You went for the army yourself when you were younger. Was that like something that you wanted to do or was it nearly like a feeling of obligation towards your dad that maybe like, oh, I should do it because obviously you've come back full circle to it now with, Mm. you know, kind of testing yourself and pushing yourself and the, adventuring side of things and hiking and all that kind of stuff but like where was that something that was always in you from him or was it like maybe where you're like oh it's dad i better do following his bootsteps yeah no <laughs> no i never felt that pressure from my old fella because mm. he never put that on me like you know but even you know? internally like you know like i'm i remember like my dad would have never put pressure on me to be a farmer ever yeah. but like internally i'd be like god is he going to be disappointed if i don't do yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus, I don't know. I think uh, like I think with farming it might be slightly different because you're almost expected that it's an uh, kind of an heir system, isn't it? It's mm. kind of like, you know, you're an heir to the farm or whatever, or you're you it's passed down or whatever. Whereas I feel like a throne made of muck. You know what I mean? A throne made of muck and cowpats. Um <laughs> like that's that's where I'm like, I don't think, I don't think it's, it, there's the same pressure when it comes to the army. You know, there might be for certain other people, but mm. there was pressure. I didn't feel it. You know, yeah, yeah. like I, I really just loved it. Like, you know, like the, 
I, when I, I talk about this on the podcast, actually, and my first two episodes are just basically background on myself, and I talk about my times as a child. Um, we moved out here to Glanmire, and I was like, came from Mayfield to Glanmire, and I like there was nobody on our fucking street, like on this road here, like there was nobody when we first came here, and like I was used to you know just calling around the place like up a couple of doors to my buddies and all this kind of stuff and then i was thrust out into this into glamour where there was nobody around i didn't play sport in the locality i didn't uh, go to school in the locality so like i knew nobody so like my kind of uh way of entertaining myself was like pretending that i was a soldier out around the forests and stuff and down by the rivers and building rafts and building bases and all this kind of stuff so maybe like I don't know, was it some sort of a coping mechanism for me that I just got super interested in all that kind of stuff that mm. it followed me into my teenage life and into my early, early um, adulthood as well. Um, I joined the reserves. I'm actually in the process of rejoining. I was, I was discharged a couple of years ago uh, because I basically chose to leave because um, there was a reorganization of, of, the, of the reserve and um, I didn't want to leave my unit basically and they were making me leave my unit. But I... I, I, I want to go back in now because I feel that um, the way that the Defence Forces is going right now, I think we're going to rely a lot more heavily on, on volunteers, on the RDF, than, than just you know permanent Defence Forces all out. Um, so Gen- Genuinely half thought you were going to say, I think the way things are going, there's going to be a war. The way, the way you were building up <laughs> no, that sentence. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the last person to say that. No, there, 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 there won't be a war. And... <laughs> If there was any time where there was a hypothetical war going on, we wouldn't be involved. <laughs> yeah. uh, because, like, what Ireland is like the size of Greater Manchester, you know, so <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's a blip. Um, so, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, I suppose the, the journey of going into the army, like, that was definitely my banner. Um, yeah. And it was actually kind of, it was taken from me by, like, well, do you know what? It was all. It was my decision not to join the army in the end. It was my my decision, and what 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 kind of I blamed it on for years was my girlfriend from when I was like seventeen till I was twenty two. I had a girlfriend that basically was like, "No, don't go into the army. I see how much your dad is away all the time, and mm. I don't want that to happen for me. Uh, I don't want to be in your mother's shoes." And I kind of was like, "Ah, look, you know." I was in love with her, like you know. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'll, I'll do that, and I'll, I, I'll won't join the army, and all those kind of things. We make sacrifices for, for, for people. You know, that was the, the narrative. And then after that relationship finished, because of certain other aspects of my life not going the right way as well, I just, did, I just didn't feel like putting effort into my life. So I didn't feel like basically putting myself out there for another failure and rejection by trying to be a a cadet like you know by trying to become an officer so i kept myself out of the army really like you know Mm. um you're incredibly active on social media so like you do loads of question like ask me a question thing box things Mm. i think that's the official term um yeah uh you do loads of posts and stories and talking to the camera and now you've got your podcast as well like do you ever get like obviously you're really passionate about it but like do you ever get dips like do you ever does it ever feel like a chore to be answering questions or sharing bits of your life or sharing like anecdotes and stories that might help people and stuff do you ever just be like oh fuck it, i just can't be arsed today 
there's certain times where I feel like Jesus, Connor, you've talked a load of shit today. Like, you know, like, yeah, you just, because like there's some times where I just go up there and I'll try and I like, I, I, I find myself very humorous. And that's just, you know, that's just the way it is. So I find someone has to, do you know what I mean? Somebody's <laughs> going to find me funny, like, you know, so I'm like, I think I'm fucking hilarious. I'll put something up that I think is funny, like, you know, and and uh, then I'll talk and then I'll try and like steer the conversation in a more serious way. And then I'm like, nah, nah, you're, you're, you got to pick one and go for it. Like, you know, um, so I'm trying to be multiple people in one day in certain regards. So, yeah, I felt of late, actually, in the last couple of days, I've been putting up quite a lot and I feel like for the first time in a long time, it has it has taken time away from the stuff I do to actually make the mm. stuff happen, you know, to like the, the training and the like recording podcasts now with people like yourselves and, and, and um, like doing those things that actually make uh, a difference in what I'm actually doing. I'm, I'm, I'm giving a bit too much time and energy into that. So mm. what I feel like will happen, what will be, like I could be completely wrong here. Now I could be doubling my amount of time on social media with this podcast, but I, I'm thinking that the podcast will It'll take will, up the slack, kind of. Yeah, it will act as a as a like let's say a dumping ground for all of the concerns and uh, questions that people have. So I'll actually like do a Q and A, or I'll do I'll I'll cover certain aspects of life that people ask me. People ask me the maddest questions ever. Like I think. I, I'm very, very happy that people like what I put out. And I'm very, very happy that I can help people. But people want to help want me to help them in arenas that I have absolutely no idea how to help them with. Like budgeting, uh, wanting to, to help with like financial help, um, wanting help with um, caffeine addiction. Uh, all of these things, I'm like, I probably have a caffeine addiction myself. <laughs> so I can't really help you on that note. It's like, it's like I'm actually injecting myself. It's like, I really need the hair off the heroin. Yeah, I'll help you there one sec. You know, <laughs> you know? so it's, um, th- that's, that's where I kind of feel like, mm, maybe I, I don't want to give the impression that I have all the answers. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand that. Um, you dipped your toe in motivation speaking just before lockdown. It was mm. like getting off the ground and then, brakes were slammed on I suppose out of your control yeah. uh how did that arise and is it something that you think you'll revisit when a bit of normality returns or have you been doing like zoom chats I, I was doing a, a handful of zoom chats and um like I've done some um some charity kind of work as well uh with um there was a mental health the mental health and well-being summit um on Monday oh I, I saw that were you there was that green screen or physical were you actually present i was actually present yeah it was really hard i was looking at the picture being like i can't tell if he's like superimposed or actually there. <laughs> yeah no no i don't know if they have that fucking mad technology like, to, to actually just put me there sitting next to brent paul but yeah, um, a charity I, spending all of their budget on green i know screen. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so funny like so funny but uh, that was really good actually brent paul um is the biggest legend ever what a gentleman of a man what a mm. what a, a gent what a, a guy to make you feel comfortable like you know i was comfortable as it was but if i was feeling uneasy he would have been the man to to to, to bring me back down like you know mm. um great guy but yeah i i, I did dip my toe in the motivation speaking that came out of absolutely nowhere as well 
because people just started asking me to talk at such and such and such. And then I thought, you know what? I, I, I suppose I better charge for my time. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. That's the, it, it kind of came out of the, of the way of, um, I'm going to, I'm going to start charging now for my time. Like, you know, and then I started making good money doing it. And then obviously, you know, COVID and all that kind of stuff, everybody took a hit. Everybody, um, had to change their lives in some way. And then that kind of stopped that, that kind of venture. To be honest with you, it hasn't, it hasn't been attractive to me to, to go back and do that. Um, the podcast is the time when I'm okay to talk and stuff like that. But most often than not, I, I want to be just a doer. I want to, yeah. I, you know, do, do, do by example. You know what I mean? So, um, like, I, I'll say it now on the podcast. And, I, and I, I've already said um, this out that I, like, you know, I want to be a professional adventurer. But when people don't understand, what I, what I want people to understand is I'm not, like, I, I don't want to just be this Irish adventurer. Like I want to do things that puts Ireland on the global scale of, of these things, you know, like, what, like, what like, like Tom Green would have done like those kind of the, in, in that kind of caliber. I want to do world firsts on a global scale. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's what I see doing. Like uh, combining my, I suppose my natural, um, my natural love for ultra endurance and my, my love for adventure, discovery, travel, combining all of those things to do something that nobody has ever done before and always have a uh, some sort of a positive outcome for it. I'm, I'm really, really getting uh, interested in, in environmental concerns. I would like to do a lot with, with, with that, you know, combining uh, environmental concerns, maybe documentary filmmaking, and doing something that people just haven't done before, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, speaking of things people haven't done before, so you planned this year uh, to run 32 marathons in 32 counties with a 32-pound vest. Yeah, in 32 days. Yeah. Um, is, that, is that something like, is that the kind of thing where it's like, I imagine if I was involved in that conversation, it'd be like, oh, do you know me mad to like run every day for 32 days? And then it's like, yeah, imagine you did like 5K every day. Yeah, imagine you did 10. Imagine you did a fucking marathon every day. Imagine you were wearing a vest. Imagine if you like, is it, did it grow like that? Or was it an immediate thought of like, this would be cool? It was immediate. It was like, give me the spaghetti bolognese meat on top. Give me the whole thing. Fucking grate that parmesan on it. Like, you know, get everything in there at the beginning like i don't want to eat the pasta first and then eat the meat and then eat the <laughs> give me all of the shit and that was basically what happened so i i i um i wanted to do the 32 marathons 32 days 32 counties and i knew that there was there had been two lads do that already um jerry duffy is probably the one that people know about the most in in the kind of endurance world had done that and i was like he goes to our gym actually jerry duffy hmm. does he yeah that is mad yeah is he from cork no mullingar oh mullingar yes yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um i was thinking there i was like he's from mullingar yeah. anyway so we so basically i thought sorry that's not, no, no, nothing to do with like nothing to do with um with uh like besting anybody or bettering anybody yeah. but i just wanted to your own path kind of 
absolutely. I wanted to add my own signature to it. And I yeah. wanted to add something that I was. And I goes, I'll add the weight, but I wanted the weight to symbolize something as well. So that's why I took a pound off every day. Yeah. And just symbolize the weight of, of, I suppose, you know, negative thoughts and my own self-image, like how that kind of actually was like a physical weight shifted when I started to change my mind frame around those things. So yeah. just did that, man. And like, it, it, it's in my mind, like, and it sounds really, really, uh, it sounds arrogant. It really does sound arrogant when I say that, like, I'm like, I've already done this in my mind. Like it's, it's, it's already a done deal. Like it's finished. I'm all like, I'm, I'm already past the finish line in my mind mm-hmm. 200 times over. So like, I'm just looking forward to getting out there and like physically manifesting that thought, like, you know? So. Yeah. You like, I suppose like temporarily replace it or have like a little stopgap to bridge to that. Uh, yeah. During lockdown, you did, uh, <laughs> patio run yes yeah, so you did uh like i typed this out earlier on like just you know like little bullet points mm. and i wrote down like laps of 20 meter patio during lockdown for 24 hours mm. and, like fuck me how did you not just go in and sit down <laughs> like how did, not, how did you not just be like do you know what fuck this i'm going in to because you know the way you were saying like on your fucking what do you call it on your ultra marathons when you get a cup of coffee it brings you back into your living room and into your kitchen and you're literally running past your fucking living room and kitchen in every every single loop like, and yeah. it was ridiculously hot as well when you did i think wasn't it such a fucking hot two days Um, like i started on at noon mm. super fucking stupid of me to do that. <laughs> Super fucking stupid. When, when's the hottest time of the day when, that I can start and finish? Hottest time, and when's the hottest time to to finish as well? Because <laughs> it's twenty four hours, so it's going to finish at noon the next day. So yeah, that was stupid. Um, <laughs> I should have started at six a.m. or like even fucking five a.m. Yeah. And that way, then I would have, you know, I would have finished. I'd have finished in the dark, obviously, but at the same time. Fuck it, it wouldn't have been as bad, you know. I like there's there's I I've recorded it. We recorded a little documentary to set up some cameras, like basically, and um, you know, they had the boys on the cameras. They were not much up. setup required for a twenty meter circuit. Yeah, not really that much setup. You didn't uh, have like one of those trolleys with the camera moving. No, <laughs> just fucking attached to my fucking hip. Yeah. Um, no, the the like in the documentary, like I get sunstroke at the end, like really badly. Uh, I vomit quite a lot uh, in the last couple of hours and um, I can't keep fluids or food down. I'm really, really starting to have a really bad time because my my joints and my muscles are, are really, really starting to hurt like a lot. Yeah, I'd um, say the patio is unforgiving like with it's it's, it's it's incredibly hard. So it's like like the 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 so the soles and balls of my feet were just like they were in bits they're in pieces just from like from from, from basically fucking just doing thousands upon thousands of steps there was like nearly four hundred thousand steps i think um in the whole in the whole thing and like i was just i was i was destroyed man i was destroyed after it. i actually didn't even realize that it was actually going to be that tough after i did that was actually when i knew exactly that i was going to do the 32 marathons <laughs> Because like the marathon with the weight, yeah, it's gonna hurt. But I like I have eight, nine hours, ten, twelve maybe hours of recovery, and yeah. I've got it. I've got it. You know, I can eat, I can get a rub down, I can sleep. 
you know, no sleep in the 24 hours, like, you know what I mean? So you're like, you, like you're dealing with sleep deprivation as well. So your body wants to sleep. So it's like, your body's like, oh yeah, this is grand. Um, during the day, 12 o'clock. Okay, it's good. Four, five o'clock. Okay, that's grand. Eight, nine, ten. Jesus, you know, we've been, out, we've been doing this a while. Then it starts to get dark and your body's like, oh, fuck yeah, we're going to go to sleep now soon because it's getting dark. And this is when we usually go to sleep. And then you're like, oh, okay, maybe you're going up till midnight, are you? Okay, cool. And then there's five, six, seven hours then after that, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve hours then after that. And you're like, your body's just like, just wants you to fucking stop, basically. Mm. So it's given you every single signal from every part of your body to stop. So um, even like, because I know walking on patios sometimes if you're not watching where you're going, like, cause there might be like, you know, a little dip where the, where one slab ends and the next one yeah. starts or whatever. Like you must yeah, have to be, style. yeah, like, like concentrate a little bit. Like every, every, there's a loose, there was a loose tile. Cause there was a pipe that was there that I don't know what the fuck it was. There was a pipe there for some reason or whatever. Anyway. And we covered it up with a slab, but it was like, like it was fucking shaking. So every time I went around, it was kind of like, um, like if you ever done like a 5k or whatever and there's like a chip scanner and it goes deep when you finish and then you know your time or whatever it was like it was like a little a little timer every loop just to let me know that I had done a loop yeah but it was just man it was um it was really just it was mind numbing um it was it was really really a bad it was really a bad 24 it was a really bad 4 hours really the 20 hours was actually very manageable and I kept a fairly jovial spirit of it. Like I was fairly happy, you know? And then the last four hours, like the heat picked up again. Um, I started to get really, really bad. My headaches, really bad. Uh, my throat started to th- swell up a bit and then I started vomiting and that just made the sore throat worse. And uh, yeah, just didn't have a good time for those for from like eight o'clock to twelve o'clock. Like, yo, if someone presented me with a shotgun, I might have done a business. Like, at least we're <laughs> in a cold shower. Do you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> at least I wasn't in a cold shower. I was, I would have eaten a cold shower alive, you were covered in blisters and puke, and it's like at least yeah. I'm not in a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> couple of words. God, uh, it's so funny. Like, it's so funny. It was a. Uh, yeah, it was a horrible old time. <laughs> what, what is it about endurance and challenges and stuff do you think that like draws you in? Is it just that thing of like, you know, I think a lot of even CrossFit athletes and, you know, different sporting athletes see like, you know, like, oh, geez, I just kind of want to find out what I'm capable of. And I want to find like, I want to see if I can, if I can, if it's possible to find a breaking point. Like, is that something that you're searching for? Or do you think it's more like putting your own, say, uh, your own spin on your training to the test consistently like yeah I suppose for me it is I just discover things about myself during these things um, I discover things about myself that I that I might not have if I ever if I if I didn't do them basically mm. you know? and so I I'm on a journey of discovering like not not necessarily what I'm capable of because I kind of know what I'm capable of. I'm capable of whatever the fuck I put my mind to, really, you know. Um, it's just I I kind of like it was Joe, Joe when I talk about it was a horrible time. Like that's kind of what I'm actually looking for is like um how do I actually react? Not whether I'm capable of it or not, but how do I react in those times? And then it's 
it gives you thought fodder for like a couple of weeks afterwards, really. Like I'm mm. thinking about these certain aspects of, of, of what you've done. And you don't really sit with it at the time, like, you know, and, and, and I suppose I'm searching for new thought patterns like that because I, I want to know how I'm going to think at, at whatever time, you know? So like, I know now what I will, what I'm thinking when I'm, when I'm that drawn into something over a 24 hour period, like I know what I'm thinking now, you know what I mean? And I know that it will, it will pass and that I will be able to get through it. And there will be, you know, there will be something at the other side of it. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I've, I've got a weird mix of like feelings towards what you're saying. Like, uh, like part of me is like weirdly a little bit emotional part of me is like you know feeling a bit inspired and then the other part of me is just thinking of like that funny moment someday when your reaction to something is like oh i've bitten off too much <laughs> you know like. yeah 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 <laughs> man and that's the thing like when you do this shit you actually have to be open to that happening like you know yeah. you, do, you have to be open to failing like you know you have to be open to failing at something and i'm okay with that as well like you know i'm okay with like failure is i think way harder to deal with than like than physical pain you know what mm. i mean physical pain is really understandable it's linear and you understand where it's coming from you're sore because you're running around the patio for 24 hours straight that's it john you know? that's so easy to understand but the failure of something takes an awful lot of soul searching do you know what i mean and i failed at lots of shit you know and um it takes an awful long time sometimes to like correct it in your mind whereas no I feel like I'm in I'm in this period in time where I'm almost inviting failure by the things that I'm you know wanting to do like the 32 marathons and so if I do if I do uh, if if, so, if if I do fail to do something it's like okay this is part of the process to growing towards something better you know what I mean yeah no it's admirable um where are you at now physically so I know you had a few niggles recently like where where how's the body i had a i had a, I had a bad hip injury for about three and a half four months and uh, i haven't i wasn't able to really run but no patio probably like, fucking aggravated that a bit i'd say how did it the patio probably aggravated oh, that a bit it's 100 the exact cause <laughs> like, yeah like as in there's no other way of explaining it than my hip just is it was it like consistent left turns it was just basically what 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 it was was it was hurting me on like the back swing of the run. So when you're swinging your foot up to your like to your ass, mm. that was what's hurting my hip. That pushing back and like basically what I had was I call it tendinopathy. So you know, mm. did you ever hear tendinitis? Yeah, it was basically tendinitis in like five different tendons. So that's what's called a tendinopathy. Then when you have all of them are all inflamed. And that's basically what happened. But 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 like my prescription for that was to go on that hiking trip around the country. So <laughs> um, like basically I went on like a, a six or seven week trip around the country climbing all the highest mountains. But what it actually ended up doing was because it didn't hurt me because there was no real backward swing. You know, it's all claiming yeah, or yeah. downhill is, you know what I mean? There was no like swinging back. So it didn't hurt um, me doing that. But what happened was when I got to the end of that, I had strengthened up all the muscles that were weak as fuck from, from like from running and uh, basically what was causing me to have this injury. And so now I'm like, now I'm, now I'm in the position where I can run again. And um, it's very, very tough now to like curtail it a bit, you know, keep it kind of in, you know, in some way um, under control. Cause like I'd be the man nowhere like oh, 40 kilometers or 30 kilometers. <laughs> 
you know, and try and just eat up as much as I can. But now I have a coach that I check in with every day and like he like tells me this is what you're to do like he'd hate for me the idea of me going up the mountains now tonight but like so like I'm going to talk to him about it like you know and see what he thinks but like um ask for ask for forgiveness not permission That's yeah the yeah reason. yeah there's there's a bit of that too like bring, bring him from the top and be like uh listen done um what would you think if I did a nice hike up to Galtimore? Moor um, I'd say that would probably be a bad idea okay cool um should I go talk to you tomorrow <laughs> why, why is it so windy there what yeah. Yeah, what sorry I'm, I'm walking the dog you don't have the dog anymore um my neighbors uh yeah it's just like like that that's keeping me curtailed like you know because geez i know like i know people as well especially like in the crossfit uh um where it's like working out is the sport mm. like it must be hard sometimes for those boys to like I'd say overtraining is a big thing and that's what people, that's what injures people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think under, under recovering and under sleeping is the, you know, anything like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of actually, if you're, if you're looking to recover our show sponsors, Oh yeah. Wade, Wade are sponsoring this series. Are you serious? Yeah. So anyone who's on the, the vegan option as well. If you don't vegan, like ve- vegan protein, I was going to say if you don't like animals, if you if you really like animals, yeah, if you really like animals, yeah, I'd actually take a bag off here because I need to keep this pro- door yeah. propped open, so they might be <laughs> and uh, some chalk. That's no use oh, to you. But. Yeah, liquid chalk. I've I've actually I do use it because uh, I'm a, a rock climber as well. Oh, yeah, I do yeah, oh, yeah I saw you doing that at the weekend actually. Jesus, um, I'm such a stalker. Um, yeah, so if anyone's looking to recover. Wade, have you covered? So that's yeah. obligation sorted there. Uh, <laughs> um, this year then, so you went, you mentioned there that you climbed, you had a few weeks, you drove around Ireland in Escoda and you did mm-hmm. a few, uh, you climbed a few mountains. And I was like, it was interesting because I think, I think I missed on your social media, I missed you saying like, oh, I'm going to do this probably because I was watching it on mute and thought you were talking about a fucking elephant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I missed you actually saying what you're doing. And I remember I was sitting with my wife and I was like flicking through and I was like, Jesus, was he not, did he not climb something else? Like, yes. Eh. And then I was like going back. I was like, he fuck did. And then I was like, he's a, what does he mean this afternoon? I'm doing such and such. I was like, he's climbing more. And I was like, tra- like looking at a map, like trailing it around. Um, was there a, a particular moment in that holiday um, that like stands out as like oh that was amazing or is it just the whole experience in its entirety um i think that there was there was two really phenomenal times out of the whole thing whereas the whole trip was just fucking great like Mm. savage crack and i think that like it's just about like it, it, it harks back to one of my tenets of the whole thing about changing my life was the more effort you put into your life, the better your life's going to be. Mm. And I don't mean like working your ass off. I mean, effort in terms of making your life better. So like, like, I mean, like picking up your clothes and like cleaning up after yourself and like doing all of those things, they make your life better. It's effort, but it makes your life better because you don't have to worry about it and all this kind of stuff. And doing that thing you said you'd do a half an hour ago, just fucking doing it, John. You know? Those are the simple things that make your life really, really easy. So, so when we 
went out there we were like we're just going to put effort into like doing shit all the time and like really really like getting the most out of our time and so basically what actually how it actually happened was i was actually meant to go to portugal this is going to sound like a very strange holiday but i was meant to go to portugal and run from portugal to spain and then spain across the pyrenees into france and so i couldn't do that obviously because that's three countries and three different borders and quite how what's the distance there that's quite far spain is big isn't it yeah it's like 595 600 kilometers so it's not actually a lot you think that it would actually be a lot more i think it's quite a lot (laughs) yeah it's a good bit you know what i mean it's not an it's not a a small amount yeah and but basically i was i was meant to do that and a buddy uh, well a buddy of mine i met him on a fucking on a mountain skills course right um two days before this trip is going to happen and he was meant to go to France and do a, 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 tre- a trek from France into Italy. And I said, John, you know we'll do. We'll just go around Ireland by, will we? You know, and I was like, and he was like, oh, yeah, okay. He just kind of went with it. Like, and I was like, that's the type of people I fucking love meeting that, like, meet this fucking mad haired, fucking four eyed, lanky dope and say, hey, that's the guy that I'm going to go around the country with for a couple yeah. of weeks. Do you know, so I just basically I met Paul at the fucking um, at this mountaineering skills course. Two days later, I was collecting him from the Killarney train station, and we just started. We literally, I, I literally collected him, and we 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 hiked up Mangerton and camped up by the Devil's Punch Bowl that night, and it just kind of went from there. And the two moments that really stood out for me as like absolutely amazing, like primo times, um, for me was. We did a, a sunrise hike of Mount Brandon and there was nobody else there. It was pitch black and we were just setting up to go off. And there was just like a certain air of like peace about us that like we weren't even talking very much. It was like half five in the morning. It might have actually been a bit earlier. It was a like quarter past five. It was really, really quiet. And we were just both individually brewing up some coffee with our, from our cookers and stuff like that just to you know, have a bit of coffee, wake up a bit before we kind of got on our way. And then as we climbed up the mountain, we turned around at sunrise and the sun was rising and we could see the three sisters of Slayhead, the three, uh, the three basically mountains on the, on the, the edge. And I suppose the whole of like the Dingle Peninsula and everything around it um, amongst us. And it was just one of the most amazing sights. And then we climbed even further up, got near to the top and the cloud started to break. So basically the mountain started ripping the cloud apart. And so the, 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 the mountains were like little arrowheads on the top of the, the clouds. And then they completely and utterly moved off. And we were in this beautiful sunny morning with the clouds just kind of drifting past us, looking out at the extent of, of Dingle and the and across the ridge of the the Baron Garon ridge um, that we were kind of standing on and it was just astounding astounding yeah. just it was it, it was incredible like because you could go up Mount Brandon a hundred times and you might get 99 times that are not like that and then you get the one time you know and mm. so it was amazing and then we had a very similar experience we were up at the other side of the country we were in County Down doing um the the Morn Mountains and we were doing what's called the Morn Wall Challenge, right? Of course there's a fucking challenge involved. And basically it's 2,700 meters of climb 
in a 33 kilometer loop, um, which is a lot. And basically we were trying to do it. You can do it in a day. People were saying it would take 13 to 14 hours. And I was like, we're going to do it in less than 11. Like, you know, we're going to really push it and do it in less than 11. And the best moment of the whole day came after the first hour. The first peak we hit was called a, 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 a mountain called Schlieve Binion. And when we got up to the top of that, it was just, we were, we were above the cloud line and we were just standing on this peak. And all we could see were the other peaks of the Morn Mountains dotted out around us. And I could see Sleeve Donard, which is the tallest mountain in Northern Ireland. I could see it perfectly out in front of me. And I knew that we were going to be hitting there about eight and a half hours time. And it's mad to like look out across at where you're going to be and see absolutely no element of the path. Just know exactly that that's the peak that you're going to hit. And um I didn't want to leave like, like Paul, my, the, my buddy that I was doing the hike with, he was like, oh, we, we, you know, we, we're going to go down this way. And I'm like, no, man, I just like, oh, we need to stay here for a bit. Like, you know what I mean? I need to take this in. And he's like, well, well you were saying that we want to do it in sub 11 hours. I'm like, I'm going to fucking, we'll make it up somewhere else, but not here. And uh, it was just one of those moments, man, that like in mountaineering is really special. Like, you know, you just feel really connected with, I suppose, where you are. And it's, uh, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, both both of those. So the first story was incredibly artistically told. Like I could picture it, and it sounded so like, you know, you really set the tone, and you set it just sounded so like you know you could nearly picture the brushstrokes of the the mountains or whatever. So much so that I was really hoping that the second highlight would be something really shit. Like it was like you know the first one and we, the the clouds broke and the mountains ripped the clouds apart, just really majestic sounding. And then yeah. the second was like the second highlight was uh Paul shot his pants there one of the days. <laughs> you know like yeah. just something Paul ridiculous. Shot his pants <laughs> on the way, yeah. <laughs> just so, like a total anti-climax compared yeah, to the first yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> what one of the one of the worst times that I had was searching for a place to take a, a wilder poo and <laughs> Jumping in over, and I mean, like, John, one of those times where, like, I need to pull right now, or or these pants are done. Like, I'm finito. Like, as in, I was legging around the place to find a proper place, and I just got down, like, up again, like, near this wall. It was in near Loch Mask in Mayo, and like, it was barren. There was fucking nobody around. And I literally just about to get into this wilderpool, and I look up, and just around the corner of this kind of big tree, this massive bull massive bull comes around the corner and just kind of starts kind of going like not not really giving me like you know not giving me the whole stampy foot but just kind of like all right i'm here now like so you need to fucking leave like you know yeah, and, uh, wrap it up basically basically if i wasn't already shitting myself i'd have shot myself anyway <laughs> um, so yeah that was one of the more hairy moments of it but uh yeah it was it was it was a great trip yeah well I think that's we couldn't find a better note to end on. I think than yeah, you know, yeah. threatening you while you shit. Um, listen, Connor, thanks a million for coming on. Uh, like, best of luck with the podcast. Um, and all your future endeavors and adventures. I think you're you're an inspiring guy to talk to and a passionate guy to talk to. And um, I think that definitely comes across to me anyway. So I'm 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 hopeful that it comes across to people listen to this and they might give you a listen and like you know come back to this one but just you know listen to the odd time to your one but mainly yeah this yeah, one. yeah but mainly come back to, to yeah. mainly, mainly this time but you know the odd time like for yeah. a little bit yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. um this man enjoy the rest of your evening thanks man thank you so much man